Keep it 100. We hope you guys have been having a happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday, everybody. And uh, for the us Christians out here, it is a big, 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 big day. It is a wonderful, wonderful day. And we want to keep it as peaceful as we possibly can. So welcome to the world according to Bookie and them. And we hope you've been having a good day because it's Good Friday. But if you haven't, we understand and it's okay. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right. And if you're really going through, it's going to, you know, take time. I thought prayers and and just a big el el elbow hug just tell you <laughs> that, it's a, that we empathize with you. Okay. And we hope and pray that it gets better. And if today is your birthday, and if today's your anniversary, happy birthday and happy anniversary. And there's probably seeing a lot of April birthdays on Facebook. There's a lot of April birthdays I noticed and a lot of February birthdays. So we hope you are living your best life, enjoying your birthday. And your anniversary as well, if it's your anniversary. Well, it's a little cool, but it's sunny. And, you know, we're just looking forward to enjoying a nice Easter weekend. And just, you know, chilling, you know, getting in preparation for, you know, when we're able to have our big Easter gatherings and pitch-ins and stuff. Like we used to do. So thanks for stopping by. Overnight, y'all, healthcare. CDC says that fully vaccinated people can safely travel. And Biden bemoans those acting as though COVID-19 fight over. Will vaccine passports beat the biggest campaign issue of 2022? Will it? Oh. Vaccine passports in 2022. Hmm. Well, welcome to Friday's Overnight Healthcare, a new phrase for cohorting classes to help reduce the risk of COVID-19. The full Harry Potter, i.e. you stay in your assigned house via Caitlin Rivers from Johns Hopkins on Twitter. If you have any tips, email us, you know, you know, and they need it in Wessel at thehill.com. Anyway. Today, CDC vaccinated people, rather they say vaccinated people, can travel, but isn't really encouraging anyone to do so right now. President Biden is urging people not to let their guard down, and Republicans are starting to move against vaccine passports. We'll start with the CDC guidance. CDC says fully vaccinated people can safely travel. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention says in new guidance on Friday that fully vaccinated people can safely travel, baby. Yay! That baby part was me. The agency further said fully vaccinated people do not need to get tested before or after domestic travel unless the destination requires it. 
People should still wear masks while they travel, the agency said, and people should get tested three to five days after international travel, given the increased risk of virus variants internationally. Unvaccinated people are still advised not to travel, the CDC said. Don't you go nowhere till you fully vaccinated. We trying to get this COVID up out of here. But the CDC director also issued a general warning on travel. At the same time the agency issued the guidance, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky still sounded a cautionary note about travel overall at a White House press briefing on today. We know that right now we have a surging number of cases, she said, when asked to clarify whether the agency was still calling on vaccinated people to avoid travel, that is not essential. I would advocate against general travel overall. Our guidance is silent on recommending or not recommending fully vaccinated people travel. Our guidance speaks to the safety of doing so. If you are vaccinated, it's a lower risk. But Biden says, don't let down your guard. He bemoaned too many acting as if COVID-19 fight is over. It's not. It's really not. President Biden on the day cautioned Americans against letting their guard down against the coronavirus pandemic, warning that the country's progress against COVID-19 could be lost if people aren't vigilant. Yeah. And I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Too many Americans are acting as if this fight is over. It's not, President Biden said during remarks. On the March on the March jobs report, President Biden's timeline, I've told people that if my administration did the hard work of getting shots to all Americans in the next three months, if the American people continue to do their part, mask up, practice social distancing, we could have more normal July 4th, he continued. But this is still April, not July. We aren't there yet. And so cases are going up again. The virus is spreading more rapidly in places. Deaths are going up in some states. And that ain't good. So I ask, I plead with you, don't give back the progress we've all fought so hard to achieve. We need to finish this job, the president added. The big picture is administration officers, I mean, administration officials have sought to balance optimism about the increasing number of vaccinated Americans with the reality of rising cases and numbers and states loosen restrictions on businesses as more contagious variants spread. And I think where we stay, they get ready to just lift it up and open up everything, which I think is a big mistake. And I told my kids, I told my kids this morning, ain't gonna be no going out to eat. Once they open it up, here in our state, they about to open it up. Once they say open it, once they say, okay, you know, we can go back and crowd in these restaurants and stuff like that. If I do get some food, won't be no restaurant. Because like I said, if we do go, we go when hardly ain't nobody there. And it's not a, a busy day of, of the week. Because now that they're getting ready to open it up, uh-uh, not me. If I go up in there, it's going to be early. Or I'm coming, I'm calling to make sure my stuff ready. And so, and come in there, get my stuff and come out. Because I still, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I still be holding my breath walking past people. I still do. And I'm going to get back to that. No. Will vaccine passports be the biggest campaign issue of 2022? Partisan battle lines, y'all, are being drawn around coronavirus passports and what could become one of the defining issues of the 2022 midterm election. 
a growing number of Republicans party, most conservative members have seized the passport proposal and expected guidance from the White House, blasting them as an example of government overreach that would isolate Americans who choose not to get vaccinated and violate the privacies of those who do. The strategy could backfire, but that strategy carries some risk for the GOP, potentially giving Democrats a platform to toot their response to the coronavirus outbreak while simultaneously forcing Republicans to navigate the politics of the pandemic well into 2022. It's red meat for the base, sure. But this doesn't help us win back the middle, one of the veteran GOP campaign aides said. It's just more of the culture wars. And it also means take talking about COVID instead of the damage being done by Democrats. An example of the Republican criticism, and that was one example. Here's another one. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, said the controversial congresswoman whose spiritual remarks have drawn criticism even from some in her own party this week, uh, the past force President Biden's mark of the beast and called the proposal a form of corporate communism. Speaking of which, a sign of the GOP backlash, DeSantis issues executive orders banning vaccine passports. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, issued an executive order on today banning vaccine passports that require people to show proof of vaccination against COVID-19. And I don't know what I did with mine. I think I took a picture of it, though. He says, today I issued an executive order prohibiting the use of so-called COVID-19 vaccine passports. The legislator is working on making permanent these protections for Floridians, and I look forward to signing them into law. What it does, the order prevents governor and government entities from issuing vaccine passports, vaccine passes, or other standardized documentation for the purpose of certifying an individual's COVID-19 vaccine status to a third party. It also prohibits businesses in the state from requiring customers or patrons to provide documentation certifying COVID-19 vaccination or post-transmission recovery to receive services. Businesses can still institute COVID-19 screening protocols. And Johnson & Johnson going to expand COVID vaccine trial to include adolescents, the teenagers. Yeah. Well, the 16 on up can get it. I'm talking about the 12 to 17. So that's wonderful. Johnson & Johnson's expanding its coronavirus vaccine trial to include adolescents as young as 12 years old, the company said today. Phase two trial begins in September. September? Uh, we need jobs. What's up with that? You know what? Oh, no, no, no. The phase two trial began in this past September. Oh, okay. And <laughs> was initially designed to study single dose and two dose regiments of the vaccine in healthy adults 18 to 55 years old, as well as adults 65 and older. The study is now including children of 12 to 17. So we're good. The goal the COVID 19 pandemic has a profound impact on adolescents, not just with the complications of the disease. But with their education, yep, because they ain't in no school. Oh, let me be proper. They are not in school at the present time. And for y'all well-being, y'all need to be back in school. It is vital that we develop vaccines for everyone, everywhere, to help combat the spread of the virus with the goal to return to everyday life. 
And the next steps are the vaccine will initially be tested in a small number of adolescents, 16 and 17, following the rule review of the initial data. The company said that the study will be expanded to a larger group of younger adolescents in stepwise approach, meaning progressively younger groups. So we just gonna keep hope alive. And I'm just gonna say this. I was watching an interview on one of my favorite morning shows. And the reporter was asking um, the doctor from the CDC that came up with the, one of the vaccines. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, the, I don't know if it was the Pfizer. Or no, I think it might've been Moderna. I think it was Moderna. Anyway, one of the doctors, the African-American doctor, and he was asking her all questions. And I'm sitting up there like asking this question, asking her. And he was asking him, and he finally said, now ask this question. I kept, I was like subliminally trying to send a message. And he asked the question. He asked the question, how long does the vaccine last? Yeah. Now we know that the Pfizer, mm-hmm. that's six months. Six months. Okay. And she said that's promising. But we don't know how long these Moderna or the other ones is because she didn't say. Wait. We don't know. Wait. So with her saying it's promising, so like, like I said, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I'm still wearing my mask and everything else till they do some till. Wait, so for the um, Pfizer, <clears throat> would you have to re-get another one? Or how long would that last? Uh-huh. If it lasts only six months, yeah, you got to go back. Man, All right. at least we know. And I gotta find how long before because I had Moderna. I gotta find how long before we go back. But like she said, she said six months is promising. But that's that's cool too. But that's why I'm still doing my. That's why I'm still doing my following the science. I'm still wearing my mask. I'm still doing everything as if I haven't even had no vaccine because I don't know. And. So there you go. And y'all always, because you know I'm like giving no check it out. You might want to go back to Good Morning America on um goodmorningamerica.com on the ABC News website and see if you can get that interview yourself and listen to it for yourself. But uh as for me and my house, we getting ready to keep on doing what we've been doing. Yeah. Vaccinated or not vaccinated, which we are vaccinated. I ain't finna take no chances. No. I ain't about to take, take no, no chances. chances. And on that note, my friends, my friends and my amigos and amigas, we gonna be back in a moment. <laughs> with the world throwing the book in there. Don't go nowhere back in a moment. It's good Friday. <laughs> Maybe, but I bet I love Kellogg's Frosted Flakes more than you. You are funny. That's the truth, always. Come on, buddy. My picture's on the box. Tiebreaker. Who's got the deeper voice? Right. I win. I win. I win, Tony. Oh, you're sick when you're wrong. And I still love these more than you. <laughs> no way. Same time tomorrow, Tony? Yeah. See you then, buddy. All right. Love you. Love you more. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the Cadbury Bunny, because only he brings delicious Cadbury cream eggs, while others may keep trying. No bunny knows Easter better than Cadbury.
Which one of you ate all the flaming Hot Cheeto snacks? You heard your mother. Who ate all those surprisingly Hot Cheeto snacks? Anyone wants to come clean, now's the time. We won't be mad. We just want to know the truth. We're really doing this, Glenn? I bet we were robbed. That's the only thing I got. It's a Cheetos thing. Glenn, come on. Claudia and Bookie and them will be back in a moment with them. In the meantime, go grab yourself a Coca-Cola and enjoy Back in a Moment with Nam. I gotta say is we can always find a way to make room to play. Because if you lost touch or been feeling disconnected, it's the perfect time to find whatever we neglected. We live to be together. Last year reminded us our playful spirit strong even when the times are tough. Whether it's IRL or online, bruh, it's amazing what old friends can do. And it's just as true for new friends too. That's how we play. Here's what we know. Life's sweeter together. Oreo. <laughs> Welcome back to the world of Horror and Fookie and Nam. Back with Nam. Nam. Justin Bieber addresses Martin Luther King's speech drama on new album. Justin Bieber has answered critics who slammed his decision to feature on Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech on his new album, Justice, insisting he just wants to continue the Black Lives Matter conversation. The MLK interlude wasn't popular with many people, even though the pop star sought permission to use the civil rights icon's words from the King estate. And after debuting Justice at the top of the charts, Beaver has tackled the issue head-on in the new chat with Crystal Terrell, one of the co-founders of Clubhouse of the Beaver Nation. Be Canadian, they didn't teach us about Black history, he said. It was just not a part of our education system. I think for me, coming from Canada, Canada and being uneducated and making insensitive jokes, and when I was a kid and being insensitive and being honestly just a part of the problem because I just didn't know better, the hit maker went on. For me, I have this platform to just share this raw movement of Martin Luther King in a time where he knew he was going to die for what he was standing up for, he added. Beaver, who also criticized for Opening for the opening the album with a King speech at the beginning of its first track, Too Much, for the placement of MLK Interlude, which just before Die for You, a love song to his wife. But Beaver insists he made the right choice. I want to keep growing and learning about just all social injustice and what it looks like for me to be better, what it looks like for my friends to be better, he explained. And I know I have a long way to go. I love when people are listening to my album. These conversations are coming up and they're like, well, how is he going from Martin Luther King into a love song? The singer shared, admitting I'm not trying to make a connection between me and Martin Luther King. That's why I never tried to talk about social injustice or didn't want to be the one talking about it because I just have so much more learning to do, Beaver noted. But I have this man who was ready to die and what he believed to be true. If I'm not willing to face some sort of radical or judgment of people wondering my motives or whatever that is, for me, it was no brainer. Oh Thank you, Nam. And we're going to be back in a moment to the world according to Boogie now.
Don't wanna fall asleep, gotta run, fall in love When I can't feel you we're ready for every adventure, every big moment, every little surprise, and that makes life a little shinier. I'm not gonna make it! I'm not gonna make it! Honey, take a deep breath. Stay open. I'm gonna miss it. The kids notice. Welcome to the Miami Open. You know you can watch Tennis Channel Live every day, 24-7 on your phone, right? He's right. Download the Tennis Channel app. Watch the Miami Open on Tennis Channel, live daily, now through April 4th. Done ballet before? I used to be a stripper. Yesterday, by the way, didn't it? It came out yesterday. Yeah. I did, yeah. And got millions and millions of views. Come on, Jimmy, quit playing. We need some listeners. I mean, I mean, just, we ain't greedy. Just send us ten thousand listeners and let them decide if they want to continue. Two point five million views. And if we like, if they like us, we like them back. If they follow us, we go follow them back. But anyway, Jimmy, it's all about you yeah. and your album. Early last year, Demi Lovato returned to music with comeback single. Anyone? A devastating cry for help, recorded just four days before her near fatal drug overdose in July of 2018. It was the most emotionally raw we've ever heard Lovato, 28, whose unflinching honesty and empowering messages are core tenets of her brand. But anyone was just a small taste of what's in store are dancing with the devil. The artist starting over out Friday, today, her seventh studio album, and at times stunningly autobiographical look into the former child star's recovery journey. Demi Lovato pursued a contact with her perpetrators after her assault. It's more common than you think. The lofty 19 track album serves as a companion to her explosive YouTube docuseries, Dancing with the Devil, which launches its fourth and final episode on Tuesday. Although not as cohesive as her last effort, 2017 R&B flavored, Tell Me You Love Me, the new album is achingly beautiful in its specific, in its specificity. And as Lovato details insecurities around body image and love, the way you don't look at me and makes peace with her estranged father, Butterfly. 
And despite collaborations with Ariana Grande, met him last night in Saweetie, my girlfriends are my boyfriends. It's her haunting harmonious team up with Noah Cyrus on Easy that practically runs away with the entire record. So we wish you all the best, Demi Lovato. And I saw you on Good Morning America this morning. And I don't know why you, you're in good shape. You're a nice size. I don't know why you're not fat. She's skinny. I mean, I'm like, how skinny is she supposed to be? Exactly. I mean, if, if she's fat, then I mean, if she's considered as being overweight, then I'm a morbidly obese. I mean, she's tiny. So, anywho, God love congratulations. And we all, you got more for you than against you. So, we'll be back in a moment to the world according to the Don't forget to send us some listeners. Welcome back to the world according to Bukia now. Welcome back, y'all. Thanks for coming back. What you got there? Little Mix wants to work with Becky Hill on dance tracks. Little Mix have approached Becky Hill about collaborating on a dance track. The No Time for Tears hitmaker worked with DJ Nathan Gone on the track last year, and now it seems the trio are needing to work on no um, more than more songs in the genre. Okay. The get go. I'm just kidding. Go. The get go overdrive singer Toad. I have a couple of sessions with these girls. I absolutely love them. I would love to be the fourth member. Leah Ann messaged me on Instagram saying we we really want to write a dance song together. And I was in recovery after having vocal surgery at the beginning of this year, so I couldn't actually make that happen. And if y'all need somebody, baby, I'd be happy to call Bookie, because Bookie will be hanging in the background. Anyway, go ahead, Dan. But it's something that I'm very, very open to once I'm back writing music again. Becky, 27, recently started singing again, and she's glad to be on the men. She added, I needed to recover my voice, so I started singing at the end of last month. I got my first proper singing session after having surgery by choice at the beginning of this year. Little Mix have been working on new music as a three-piece after Gracie Nelson was departed, who announced in December she was leaving because of the impact being in the band was having on her mental health. And it was confirmed this month that she is set to launch a solo career under the labor YMU. In a statement, the 29-year-old star said, I'm so excited to join YMU and can't wait to start my next chapter. You go, girl! So, Little Mix wants to have Becky Hill in a dance track, and it might just happen. Well, and And we wish you the best. And also, Jersey Nelson, you're going to do a good job with your solo. That's right. And we wish you the best, honey. Back in a moment to the world according to Bookie Man. It's Good Friday, y'all. We keeping it good. Come on back with us. Back in a moment. 
New Origins Mega Mushroom Weightless Moisturizer penetrates deep below skin surface to deliver 48 hours of hydration. Mega Mushroom Weightless Moisturizer from Origins. Oh, you have to go and listen.